1: Welcome everyone back to the broadcast. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network, and I am joined on this fine Thursday morning by Tracy Pearson. Tracy, how are you?
0: Good, Dave. How are you, my son?
1: Never better. Really? Never? This is the best morning of my life.
0: So it's all kind of <laughs> downhill. It's all from downhill.
1: Here? It was all it was all uphill to here, and it'll all be downhill from here.
0: You know. Uh, they say that you become an adult, like you peak at twenty six and it's all downhill from there.
1: Yeah, for me it was thirty seven this morning. Uh there. Well this you, is you got eleven is, extra
0: years of peak.
1: Tomorrow's my half birthday. So that'll be thirty seven and a half. So you and you I'll and Jamora. I will remember this always.
0: Yeah. Thirty birthday as yeah, go ahead. Sorry, sorry.
1: Thirty seven and a hundred and eighty two days. Uh that was that was the best day of my life.
0: Wow. Yeah. Let's all put this down in our calendar so it comes up every year. Yeah, hey, absolutely. did you and Jim Mora ever talk about going out together and having some, you know, beers and cake? It and never
1: it, that that part didn't come up. Mm. We did we did uh, wish each other happy birthday a couple of times. Uh Do you
0: consider yourself similar like in the uh astrological signage?
1: I I'm, I've never been a big uh big Scorpio aficionado, big uh zodiac sign guy. Um You know, uh, it's not, it's not a, it's not real. It's all bullshit. Um, What's a Scorpio? That's what I am. I'm a Scorpio. I I
0: mean, what is it characteristically?
1: Uh, so you're, uh, okay. Hang on. Hang on.
0: Oh, you got to look it up? You don't know?
1: Well, okay. Uh, what you should know about this Zodiac sign. So a Scorpio, uh, they lie in wait and strike when least expected.
0: Mm, okay. That's just kind yeah.
1: of a scorpion, though.
0: I, I'm thinking about you and Jim Mora. I'm I'm trying these things on for size.
1: Oh, got it. Uh, Scorpio yeah. is the sign most closely associated with sex. The part of the body that Scorpio governs is the genital area. I This is not conjuring up good images for me. No. Dave. On a good day, scorpion energy is ambitious and enticing. On a bad day, however, the shadowy side of Scorpio is fueled by a relentless desire for control. Wow. Wow. Bye. Screams me. Yeah.
0: Would you say that's you or Jim Mora?
1: Uh, well, power hungry, wanting control. That could be Jim Mora. <laughs> uh, good old Jim. We miss you Love Jim. that guy. Love that guy. Yeah. All right. Well, here we are. We're not here to talk about Zodiac signs, Tracy. We are here. Uh, what are we here for? Mm, what are we talk cover? about?
0: Earwax or aliens or a- aliens with earwax?
1: Aliens with earwax. That's exactly correct. Um, speaking of aliens with earwax, no, no. Um, we got to talk some basketball recruiting. Does well, I guess work? so. Is that what yeah. They they look kind of like aliens. All well. Of them.
0: First, let's let's talk about this Adembona thing because that seemed to <laughs> upset a lot of people. That tweet yesterday from Adam Zagoria where he said, um, uh, paraphrasing, Adembona would uh has been talking to some uh teams and will work out after the draft. Um I think it was a typo because you can't work out after you can't work out after the draft. I think he meant after the combine. So, let's just settle down on that a little. Um and to my knowledge and it's pretty good knowledge on this, he 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 can't work out until with his shoulder, he's not cleared to do anything till August. So workout, maybe that's with air quotes, means uh, running, running through cones. I, you know, I don't even you know if that's allowed. Um, so yeah, I guess I know everyone's a little uh, panicked uh, about whether Adams' bone a bonus coming back. We said it could happen as early as this week. So far, it has not. You know, everything is changeable. Everything's (laughs) fluid. I can't use that F word. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's still looking very good that he will return to UCLA. Um, He has to pull out by. Wow. Oh, gosh, Dave. (laughs) He has to pull out by the end of this month, correct? He has to withdraw. Yeah. yeah. So here's the you? thing.
1: Here's the thing. You went pull out, but the thing is, that would be like fourth on the list of uh, verbs to use here. Withdraw. Well, you're come the out, one that's now back thought out of
0: sex twice within three minutes.
1: I haven't thought of it. I was just reading a, a an article.
0: Oh, brought up sex. I
1: read Dude. it for the articles.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the photos. I don't know about you. It's such a BS line. Okay. Uh but yeah, so uh Bona could pull out um anytime in the next uh 13 days. Um so and when I talked to him, he said even then uh which was before we were saying this week that he almost certainly wasn't taking it all the way to the deadline. So uh, Okay. Yeah. Well we're going to hear something pretty soon.
0: We would expect to hear something very s- soon. Yeah. Uh, and when did he tell you he'd be back fully to well, yeah, where it, he'd he be was able hoping to
1: start. he was hoping by pre- the start of preseason practice, which I believe is in September.
0: Right. Yeah, that's the actual practice when they can have team practices, but team workouts. There's kind of a, you know, a. a Kind of sketchy line between that and that could be August too. And I've heard that he really can't do anything until August. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. And,
1: and I, I, I'm thinking Zagoria either mistyped or misheard um, because none of that really smelled correct. Um, yeah. yeah. So it probably isn't a workout. He's probably meeting with teams because he is. He um, is. But
0: absolutely. I mean, that's what he did this for yeah. was to be able to. So, the NFL, what the NFL does. You, you um, even without putting your name in the NFL draft, you can apply for feedback from NFL types. And you file by a certain time and then they give you a report back on like where they... I don't think they can specifically say where you would get drafted, but they tell you kind of a range, I think is what it is. The NBA doesn't do anything like that. What the NBA does is... You put your name in the draft and you test the waters, meaning you go and talk to all these franchises and they kind of tell you, you know, where you think you'd go, but more importantly, what you need to do to improve in next year's draft. So that's what this has been. We've said this at least a month before he put his name in. So we were preparing you all for this. So just stick to that knowledge right there, guys. Let's do that.
1: Stick to the knowledge. The uh, how knowledge.
0: about how about Amari Bailey?
1: How about, okay, let's let's talk about all the combine stuff because um, I was I was intrigued by a lot of it. So okay, let's, go Dave. Let's start with Amari Bailey. Um, he he performance wise was one of the top guys in the uh, the combine game, um, which was yesterday Wednesday. Uh, I think he scored what was it, seventeen. Um, had like eight assists, was just, you know, and N- no turnover, no turnovers. And then, um, measurements wise, I mean, really, really solid. Uh, he was, I think six, three and a half, really crazy standing reach. I think it was like eight and a half feet, something. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, so I think he's actually done a lot for himself in the combine period here. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see his stock rise considerably over the next, you know, whatever. So
0: you mean maybe
1: late first round? I don't know. but um, More, I, Better there was, than
0: that, Dave? Is that what you're no, saying? No, no, no. No, oh. I'm saying
1: that's probably the capper. But I mean, right. e- even if he gets into the top of the second round, that'll be higher than a lot of people had him coming into this period. Yeah. Um, and I think he showed enough that it's like, is there that much difference between him and some of the other top college guards in the draft this year? Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see where he lands, but the guy I thought, um, did the most for himself was Jaime Jaquez. Um, so he measured a true six, six without shoes, which is really good for him,
0: which is really unusual because if you notice when, where we have always listed players, then they go to that thing and it's a good inch to inch and a half mm-hmm. s- shorter. And we've kind of always listed hot ha- Jaime Jaquez at six, six.
1: Yeah. Uh six, 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 seven, I'm usually thinking that's six five without shoes.
0: Exactly.
1: Um, I mean Jalen Clark, Jalen Clark is it was six four. Um, which And
0: I think UCLA listed him at 6'6".
1: Yeah, six five, six, six. Yeah. So you're always expecting an inch or two less. And so for Jaime to be a true six six, that's really good for him. Um his standing reach was fine. Like nothing nothing wrong with it. Um, and then my dude verticaled so his his running vertical was thirty nine inches, which was I think uh, was like fifth of all players and then his standing vertical was 34 and a half, which is nutty stuff and that was I think third among all players at the combine. Um, now uh, Jaime's issue is always going to be from an athletic standpoint quickness, you know lateral can he stick in front of guys and all that kind of stuff. But to show that kind of vertical explosion, um, I think that probably opened a lot of eyes from people who've uh, maybe only watched much of the last couple years. Uh, didn't watch him fully healthy as a sophomore. Um, when yeah, maybe not stand in front of every quick guard you have, but he can get up. Um,
0: I, I think the running vert. Uh, I think we kind of saw that in his when when he was on transition. He could he could finish well when he's got some momentum behind him um i never thought just from a flat foot he he'd have so that it was 34 and a half right that's that's pretty that's pretty decent for him i i didn't think he'd he'd do well nah, you know i think 33 34 is about right i guess that was third
1: yeah no, uh, for a standing vert cuz they often conflate it when they're um, measuring guys they'll say like oh he vertical 43 inches and it's like no that was a running vert um no standing vert 34 and a half is really really good for that guy and honestly really really good just generally um that that puts you in uh above average territory vertical wise for the nba um but there were a few things. I mean, his hand size was also great. Um, and so like a lot of things come together for you in understanding how he's able to do some of the things he's able to do, like his rebounding numbers this year, he was, I think he finished with like nine per game. Well, when you have huge hands and you can, you know, standing vert, I mean, maybe in a game situation, you're getting up 30 inches, but even still, if you can do that, you're, you're probably going to be okay. So, I think he did a lot for himself. I think he might've looking at all the mocks. He's, he's pretty consistently now at the end of the first round, um, which that'd be awesome. Uh, um, so,
0: so I didn't, some of it I didn't catch. Did we see Hawkes in some games?
1: I don't think he played.
0: I don't think he played, right?
1: I don't. I mean, you've got four years of senior film. I don't think you need to play. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Jaime Hawkins, uh, looked really good. Um, a Bonas were, were interesting. Um because we kinda <laughs> we kinda had him sussed out correctly in terms of his height. Um his his height ended up without shoes at six eight and a quarter, which I think we both were pretty close on that. We right? were
0: always about six eight and a half. Yeah. So yeah. uh
1: so that's pretty good. Also huge hands, um, which if you're you know looking for a reason why a guy like that could um yeah, he's got his hands are ten inch in width. Which that's insane, um, and his standing reach was uh, nine foot, <laughs> nine feet two inches and at two and a half inches. Uh,
0: Would have loved to have seen his standing vert. Remember preseason when they did it at UCLA? Yeah, yeah. It I'm was sure. Like, it's... What
1: was it like? Forty two. I'm sure it's insane now. Yeah. Uh, after yeah. a year of college weight training, um,
0: but but he couldn't do it. Couldn't lift his arm to do no. it. No,
1: and so I think. I think this is actually good information because um, the height without shoes, six eight and a quarter, um, standing reach. I mean, I think teams are going to be able to look at that and say, yes, can he play the five in certain situations? Absolutely. But is he more likely a complementary big? Is he more likely a, a four-man at his size? And the answer is probably yes.
0: I, I and- mean, I think if you took all the centers— in the NBA, and actually measured them in socks. I bet there'd be a few guy, at least a few guys who are six eight.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. To, to
0: maybe six nine, but he's on. He's probably on the smaller end.
1: But I um, think I think this will prioritize even more for him coming back and developing yes. some more of a face up game, like just something else that he can do, uh, whether because, it's dribble because, drive or whatever. Right.
0: Because there are six eight centers. But most NBA, a lot of, not most, many centers can still hit, like, a seven-foot
1: jumper. Most most guys in the NBA can shoot. He's yeah. He's got to learn to shoot. Um, yeah. And I think at, I think this should probably just underscore that for him. He's got to learn to shoot a little bit better. Yeah. And he's not, I don't think anything's broken. He's got an okay stroke. His, his stroke from the free throw line's fine. It's just, I think it'll prioritize that for him. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, which is,
0: which is because offseason right now, he should be taking a thousand shots a day and he can't.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then Jalen Clark, um, obviously, uh, wasn't able to do a lot of the testing, but measured 6'4. Um, and all of his other measurables are more or less in line with what you'd expect. Pretty big hands for a guy his size.
0: Yeah. So Jalen Clark presents an, it's in- still a very kind of interesting situation. Um, I, I brought it up on the forum. Uh, um, and there's, there's just a lot of details that make it kind of compelling. Um, obviously, no fault of Jalen Clark. He'd love to go to the NBA. Every Just so you know, every single kid, <laughs> that's their goal. College is just a stepping stone. Um, so he'd love to go to the NBA. More than likely, he's not getting drafted. Um, he'd have to...
1: Oh, sorry. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I just add something? There is a zero percent chance he's getting drafted.
0: Zero percent. So someone needs to, you know, uh, what they would would they sign him without draft? No. So let's just think he's he's coming back to UCLA. That is his option. Um, So there's a lot of details in there. Like, do you pay him the, NI, the nil for the entire year if he comes back in February? What if he comes back in February and he's not hundred percent? What if he comes back and he's just wants to shoot threes? Um, he he would have to expect he wouldn't immediately get inserted into the starting lineup. Uh, there's there are just a lot of a lot of issues there. Um, and then let's say he doesn't come back in, by February. Or late February or March. Uh, I mean, if UCLA added another player, they could possibly add, you know, just a guy who's 8th, ninth in the rotation. But, and Dave and I talked about this yesterday, uh, just between ourselves. We do speak. Um, if there would be anyone UCLA could pick up in the transfer portal who might have a bigger impact than 8th or ninth, I mean, they could always take Brahmo Zonka back. But if there's anyone else who could provide a better role than eighth or ninth in the, in the rotation, possibly, you know, compete to start. Uh, there aren't many, would you say, Dave?
1: No, at this stage, um, there isn't really a whole lot left in the transfer portal.
0: Yeah. So uh, a lot of interesting things to, to think about. I, I'm, I'm bringing this up because I think right now, it's kind of up in the air as to Jalen Clark's fate. I'd say there might be some interesting scenarios out there that that get played out too. So that is definitely something something to watch. And if of the- course, you you want to Jalen Clark's been a warrior for three years. I, I mean, just that freak. I think about that injury all the time. That was just freakish, um, a bit and. So you want to you want to do right by Jalen Clark, no matter what. So a lot of a lot of things to consider.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the there's a lot of. I mean, it's a really complicated situation. I think first and foremost you have to prioritize the player, especially the guy who's you know given you three years. Um, and if he, if he was going into his fifth year, his COVID year, I think it would be a slightly different situation. But the you know. The, the thinking is, yeah, you, you, they've agreed to four years, you know, you, you want to honor the four years on both ends if you can, you know, obviously prioritize if he wants to go to the NBA, but if not, you try to honor the four years. Um, but on, on top of all of that, there's a realistic element to this that I think is going to come to Jalen. Um, I think it's already set in for this cycle, um, and then I think it's going to set in for next cycle, too, because... The reality is he's not getting drafted this year and if he plays a month of the next season, uh he's not getting drafted next year either. He's a 6-4 uh wing who's a good but not great athlete uh who is he going to learn to shoot over the next uh 8 months? I yeah, do that know. might not
0: that might not have been a good idea to go to the combine and get measured.
1: Maybe not. And so there's because now
0: it's imprinted in all the NBA.
1: Yeah, you are not six lines, six. You are, six you, you are not six six with length, you are six four with length. Um, yeah. and so there's just um I I think there's a there's a reality that he's gonna have to contend with, which is um a a year and change, um, where he's only able to play for about a month, where he probably won't look very good. Um, just let's be honest, uh, he's going to be coming off a very, very serious injury and he's going to be extremely rusty, uh, whether he's going out there shooting threes or not, he's probably not going to look very good. You're not getting drafted off that either. Um, and so I I think if you're UCLA, it's more, okay, well, we honor this fourth year. And then I would be thinking there's a pretty good chance we get a fifth year out of him. Um, there's a pretty good chance that he is going to have the same calculation next year, and then it's going to be maybe a convincing job to get him back for a fifth year. But a fifth-year Jalen Clark, if you have the potential of getting that, one who's a year removed from injuring his Achilles, like a full season removed from that, I think you take that no questions asked. That's better than anything you're going to get in the portal that fifth year. It's better than anything you're going to get in the international market. And if all you have to sacrifice is a scholarship for one year to get that potential, like let's say it's even 50-50 you get him back for his fifth year, and all you have to do is sacrifice a scholarship. So let's say it's your 13th scholarship. Let's say it's your eighth scholarship. Isn't that worth it?
0: Well, absolutely, because there are a lot of other elements. Like you said, would you rather have Jalen Clark? Just straight up or, like, let's say a a starter at a, you know, a power six uh, school. Jalen Clark knows how to play. I mean, this is a big element of this. And, And when we're talking about next year's roster, this is the biggest thing that might, no matter how talented the roster ends up being, the thing that might set back or hold back UCLA is just knowing how to play ball, And, and he does, he knows what the coach wants from him. He knows how to play defensively. He knows it all. And he's had it drilled into him. So that makes him highly valuable.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. It's going to be really, really interesting to see uh, how that all plays out, but I, I'd vote for uh, doing whatever you can to keep him in. Um,
0: well, here's the other thing to know when we're talking about recruiting. Yesterday, May 17th, was the last day of the signing period, of the spring signing period. Um, there were no NLIs made public. I say it that way because uh, j- just because the, period, the signing period ended doesn't necessarily mean that a uh, recruit didn't sign an NLI, um, so just keep that in mind.
1: Can we change one of the abbreviations? I know.
0: Well, you know what? This is what this is really frustrating because for the longest time, everyone said LOI as a letter of intent, and a letter of intent it, that that saying is used in a lot of in different in businesses and things, and I get it. But the national letter of intent, what they I mean, the site is called NLI. But now maybe they should go to LOI. <laughs> yeah. Because this, you, yeah, it's caused a lot of confusion.
1: Or actually, uh, Letter of Intent National and just call it a loin. <laughs> have,
0: you, have you signed your loin? <laughs>
1: have you signed your loin? It's loin day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm just picturing all the photos on social media with that. Um yeah. so yeah. Uh, speaking of which, wake up this morning. You know, I yeah, yeah, I do use I, I have a PC. I'm not on I'm not on Mac. And you wake up and there's a pretty picture of some place all over the world and I wait. and this morning it's Zaragoza, Spain.
1: Mm. Don't you mean Zaragoza?
0: Zar like <laughs> Zaragoza. Zaragoza? Well I don't know. I, I guess it is Zaragoza is between Barcelona and Madrid. I don't know if they Sorry, use the don't, list. There. Don't
1: you mean Barcelona?
0: That's what I mean. <laughs> Barcelona is, they said it that, but I don't know about Zaragoza. Maybe they not. might be Zaragoza. I don't know. We'll see. Someone need to tell us. Yeah. Uh, beautiful city. I want to go. Uh, I want to go to there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of a sign. I think among all people reading tea leaves out there, being sleuths online, internets, that is the biggest thing you could take. I think that my screensaver was Zaragoza this morning. I that's think that's it. correct. It's I a sign.
1: Correct. Correct. That is a sign. Um, I,
0: I would say, too, based on real information and just not my computer, that um something could be happening with Adai Mara soon. But. And then something could be happening with the two other guys, I'd, I'd say, what are we in? May 18th. God, you know, everyone wants dates. And every time we put a date, the, the goalpost gets moved. It's got to, I, I would think all of this, most of this gets settled by June because they would have to enroll in late June for summer session. They got to enroll in late June, get in some team workouts and then head off to Spain for I mean they get the team workouts June July head off to Spain in late August so um, the summer session of enrolling in June is kind of key Um, how great is that that they're going to go to Spain if they got a Daimara and then his family just (laughs) hops right over and, and watch watches their kid play in a UCLA uniform
1: it'll be awesome speaking of awesome when are we organizing the bro trip to Spain from August 20th to August
0: 30th? First off, want to thank, I've had two bros who live in Spain say, hey, I'd love to show you around, buy you a Spanish beer, <laughs> which is so nice. That's so great. Now, if you can offer me a free plane
1: flight. And a free villa.
0: Yeah, a free villa would be nice. I'm going to try to stow away on the UCLA plane. Just get in like the wheel. Well, what do you think?
1: That'd be great. I think we should, we should rent a private plane and just, um, get all the bros. Okay. Okay. I'll charter a plane.
0: Could you work on that?
1: Yeah, I'll work. on it. Okay.
0: Okay. But fun, fun times. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, you know, I've been saying it, but we're getting down to it when things could be happening. Uh so hard to speak about it because we've got Alan Fiblu, we've got Di Mara, and we've said there are two other international prospects that UCLA is doing very well with. Um can't really talk in detail about them, but you know what? No one listens to this broadcast. So um <laughs> I'm just telling you, Dave. Uh the two other guys let's just say this the two other guys would go a long way to fulfilling some of the position and role concerns that some bros have
1: mm. how about that mm. that was good right i liked it
0: yeah i was i, I just made that up that was right great
1: now. thank you i love I, I don't like having position and role concerns so that's good
0: and there are have you read our forum do you know that forum do you go there
1: uh sometimes yeah
0: there are concerns.
1: I'm like an anti-bro because I only look at the front page.
0: <laughs> that is the exact um, opposite. Yeah, I get so many. Sometimes I get these private messages. Tracy, I'm gonna cancel my subscription. I just can't take the forum. It's been so negative. There or these guys. There are a few guys that are just, you know, hijacking the whole thing. I said, hey. Um, first off, there's an ignore button. Secondly, do you think all the information you get at, bro, that you can't get anywhere else about UCLA sports? I mean, I don't think that's hyperbole. Don't you think that's worth the $10 a month? And they almost 99% PM me back. Wow, you're right. You're really right. It's so worth it. Thanks. I'll keep my subscription. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't that occur to them before? I mean, I guess because they're so mad at the forum if they want to punish those guys by canceling their subscription, when they're only really punishing you I, and me,
1: we really do need to ask a question uh, when people cancel. Like, there needs to be like an automatic survey that's like, "Are you canceling because of personal beef with somebody on the message board, or because <laughs> and of some- who is it? That little that little window, <laughs> yes. please yes. list. Yes, <laughs> or it's just, and why is it blank? This person's username, and
0: just- and if since we're allowing you to vent and then the last question is will you not unsubscribe now (laughs) we need to automate that whole process i like it yeah Yeah.
1: i want that to happen yeah
0: um okay all right i i have to admit i've saved some of those responses (laughs) i've got them templated i just i just cut and paste (laughs) have you thought about the ignore button and don't you think it's yeah i got that down
1: uh, yeah you used to because we used to have to manually do all the customer service you used to have templated responses for like 50 things 50 yeah yeah oh all right well that's basketball we got anything that's else that's a basketball? lot of basketball you got no else? i
0: think that's I and mean, that's pretty good
1: i think that's great uh um, i mean
0: I, we could yeah that's good i mean we we we've talked about local high schoolers well not local high school recruiting and how difficult it can be in the in the NIL era, when a player UCLA, a prospect UCLA was pursuing is, I mean, from what I've heard, the NIL deal he's getting is worth $900,000. There is uh, a local player who I watched him on streaming this last weekend, who I'm still thinking he's one of the best local players to come up out of uh, California, Southern California in a long time. I don't think UCLA even they haven't UCLA hasn't offered because they they just it's going to cost a million dollars a year right now when he's just finishing his freshman year. So that's where <laughs> that's where this is. That's why UCLA obviously is pivoting a lot to international recruiting. You get recruits who really want to be at UCLA who aren't all about NIL who want to be in Los Angeles uh, for all the right, you know, there's more, go back 25 years and think about some of the best reasons why someone would recruit someone. And that a lot of that is international recruiting now. Okay. There you go. Okay. Did that make sense? That made sense. Okay, good.
1: Football, Dave. Football. Um, so football, um, spring practice still over. Still not, still not. It happening. Didn't resume.
0: <laughs> it didn't resume.
1: If it did, we didn't see it. Uh, so we got a couple if things. Bro to about.
0: didn't see it. Did it happen?
1: <laughs> well, Tracy had an inside look. Did it happen? Because Tracy, uh, I did. Tracy went deep inside the depths, the vault of the Wasserman Football Center yesterday. He was led <laughs> on a personal tour by the great Ethan Young. How great is Ethan Young? How great is Ethan Young? Seriously, he, he gave a great tour.
0: He should maybe do some on-camera stuff, He should. I'm thinking.
1: I mean, he should maybe make a career out of uh, even th- giving tours.
0: Even yeah. though he was cheating because he said he did that tour 200 times. Well, yeah. <laughs> so he had that. He was asleep. He yeah. literally was asleep through all of it. And did yeah. it in his sleep. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Yeah, uh, for be that good just as itself and to be asleep.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, now, timing-wise, Tracy, you probably should have made sure to do that during uh, spring practice. But look fine okay what doing that tour yeah man
0: no hey dude (laughs) don't tell anyone and you can cut this out later but we need content now Dave (laughs) we do and you know what hey hey so one of the funniest moments of dealing with Ethan we were walking through and I said so Ethan um, just let me know where you think would be the most ideal places that I could plant the bugs (laughs)
1: <laughs> and he
0: kind of looked at me didn't and he goes oh <laughs> well, that's right you're a funny guy i remember
1: someone told me you're a funny guy. oh you're a funny guy you're one of those one of those funny guys yeah um, are you a clown um
0: well i was wearing a big red nose <laughs> yeah well that's just through. how
1: you go out in the morning
0: but really i i gotta i gotta say i mean i, I haven't i've been through the oregon uh football just like two rooms that was it and that was that looked sleek and cool uh i've been through the washington facility uh a little bit like literally one room of utah and and that's it i haven't been through uscs but i've heard about it from many people the ucla facility is is pretty damn cool um and a lot of it didn't even come off as cool as it actually is on that video. Like the the conference room, the coach's conference room. Man, that is a pretty I, I don't know how they did get work done in there. I would just sit in there going, "Wow, that is pretty." <laughs> it is it is beautiful. Um that's the thing. Not only do they have the resources, but the way they did it that the place is is really beautiful. And you saw that $14,000 air Refurbishment whole air conditioning system in the locker room, because the first thing I was thinking when I'm walking in the locker room is, oh, I, I gotta get ready for. It. And I walked in, I go, it smells minty fresh in here. Well, not minty fresh. It just didn't smell like a locker old, room. Old socks. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was very it was very impressive overall. You saw the one. um <laughs> The one hot hot tub, yes. Where and did you did you see hear what Ethan said?
1: That Chip likes to do the underwater treadmill. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Good old Chip. Yeah, getting his getting his underwater steps in. It's good. Yeah, yeah.
1: Good for you. Good for your joints.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, because when Chip's out there on the field, you can see. Because what he does, I I recognize. He's like stretching. He's he's. Getting down in a, uh, he's kneeling down just to save his back and his legs. So, yeah, underwater treadmill.
1: That's the way to go. We should all get one. Yeah. I'm sure it's cheap.
0: Yeah. And then the simulator, which was cool. Mm -hmm. They've gone to Oculus.
1: Really cool. Yeah. All very cool. You guys should watch the whole video. Um, and we'll, we'll take some snippets from it and put those up on the site over the next week or so. But, um, yeah, everybody should take a look. It's very cool to see the inner uh, workings of uh, everything and also, um, you know, see a different angle of the practice field. That was kind of and, interesting.
0: Yeah. You know, that door, that's where we always wonder as the media, what is that little magical door where they all come out of? I and mean, now I knew
1: where you, it came now from. Now you know where it leads, you know? And,
0: oh, and thanks to um, Men of Westwood for making that all happen.
1: Yes, did you see
0: Ethan at the end, like yeah. his Men of Westwood? Thing. Yeah, he, <laughs> he
1: he knew where his bread was buttered. Okay, all right. So that is uh, the Wasserman Center um, from a roster perspective. Um, not a whole lot going on uh, at this point. We're kind of thinking this thing is set. I I don't think there's much
0: chance of any new additions. Um, crazier things have happened, but crazier things. I mean, what, what you'd be looking for right now is that like a starting grad transfer just so the window closed, but just so everyone knows grad transfers can still go in the transfer portal and look to transfer, even if the windows closed. So, um, what you would be looking for is some kind of grad transfer. Who's an impact player at UCLA. We all know that they'd be looking to, uh, uh, find a cornerback. Uh, so, I mean, uh, while there might be another position, defensive tackle or something, but, you know, it'd be a grad transfer cornerback who somehow, you know, in May, June decides, yeah, you know what? I just don't want to return to fill in the blank and and play at a power, and now play at a power five, let's say. Um, so the chances of that, who knows? It does happen. It has happened. Um, there might be one other defensive back out there that UCLA might be sniffing around, but I, I I don't know. We're pretty close to what a set roster might finally, what the roster might look like uh, in fall.
1: Yeah. And you know what that means is if you're, you know, not necessarily expecting any newcomers is look offensively. I think we all agree. They're going to be fine. Um, It's defensive where, Uh, a lot more from a from a uh, how's it going to look on the field is going to be dependent on what Danton Lynn is actually bringing to the table you know what that scheme looks like what his play calling looks like and that's just an unknown because the the personnel is what it is you know and it's what we've kind of seen you know there weren't that many newcomers on the defensive side either so there'll be the addition of Jordan Anderson at at safety Um, you know but by and large, it's going to be what we saw in spring. So a lot is going to be dependent on what the coaching looks like.
0: Um, I contemplated whether I want to talk about this because I don't want to th- throw the guy under the bus a little because I think this is a boss move. So it came out yesterday on Twitter that you say it offered Sione Lawelea a JC defensive back. I received information that said it wasn't a real offer. So I counted it and said, this isn't a real offer. Well, it came out that it was a real offer because cornerback coach Cody Whitfield offered him. And, uh, I think he kind of, he did it on his own a little, uh, which I kind of like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the way, it's the way things um, are. We are now
0: becoming the Cody Whitfield Report Online. I well, think that's what we're doing. That's our uh, new guy
1: now. So because the, we
0: have no more David Singleton.
1: Well, the thing is, like, there's an there's a unspoken thing that goes on with offers, right? At most schools and with most players, which is, I'm going to tell you you're offered, and you're going to announce it on Twitter. And this, you know, you're not going to commit right now because you can't commit right now because this, you know, it's sort of in that realm. And almost every school does that. Uh, UCLA in the Chip Kelly era, their offer means an offer, which is good in one respect. It means means you've
0: gone through academics. You've been vetted everything. And And it means you can
1: accept this right now because we are we are we've done all the due diligence to make this a real thing. But it's not the way most schools recruit. Most schools And it's arguable
0: out- whether that's the most effective way to recruit. True.
1: That. But I think on, on its merits, you can say, without knowing anything about the landscape or strategy or whether it's even effective, on its merits, you can say, that's at least a sincere operation. Like, there are at least... There's a sincerity to it, right? Um, but I think... I, I mean, it's not as effective. It's not as good. But whatever. Um, but Cody Whitfield, you know, that's kind of a... Uh, kind of a, a of an offer that basically any other school would hand out, which is, yeah, yeah, you're good enough. Um, and, you know, we'll now see if, uh, if that comes out in the vetting, whether that's, you know, something that can go forward. But, uh, yeah, no, I kind of love it. <laughs> yeah, love it.
0: Yes. Want more. <laughs> more. Much. I don't think there will be more, but no. uh, good on you there, Coach Whitfield. Yeah. Okay. We can't draw too much attention to it, though.
1: No, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna dial it back. So um, just stop talking about it now. David. Yeah, we're gonna be done. Well, I think actually, uh, speaking of we're gonna be done, I think we're done. I'm done. I don't I know think that we, we have anything re- else to discuss. We did
0: really well for how much is tight, out there. A tight right 42.
1: Now. Woo! All right. Well, uh, for Tracy Pearson, I'm David Woods, Brew Report Online, and we'll talk to you again next time. See y'all.